Okay, so guys, welcome back to the Human Jitsu podcast. Today it's episode 43. For some reason, I don't know how this, ep- this podcast got this far. People just listen for some reason. <laughs> so I'm joined by a purple belt from America, I think. No, it is America. It's not Cambodia or Uganda or anything. So uh, what's the other options? AJ Klingerman. What is up, AJ? Not much. How's it going? Uh, good. See, I'm glad... Uh, Glad I could get you on, especially with the weird time zones I have. It's like 1 a.m. where I am at. Yeah, it's late where you are. It's not bad here. It's like, yeah, a little after 8 o'clock, so. Mm. Uh, it's a good thing I don't get to sleep until like 4 in the morning anyway, or I might be inconvenienced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, that's, what, that's like the worst thing about this whole uh, pandemic thing. It's completely fucked my sleep schedule, for lack of a better term. Yeah, it's actually changed mine in the in the opposite direction. Like I never got up early before we, you know, before the pandemic. But now I, like three days a week, I get up at four forty-five in the morning. So how the hell, how, how the hell do you have the willpower for that? Like, what what do you get up to at four forty-five in the morning? Yeah, I get up and go lift. So I I, I started lifting a couple weeks before we got shut down, and then um, you know, just kind of kept doing it throughout the shutdown and really got into it and so now I'm getting up at 4:45 in the morning 3 days a week. Mm. Uh, speaking sorry uh, speaking of which like uh do you want to tell everyone where you're from and where you train in case they want to go and get around with you sometime? Yeah, absolutely. I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana in the US. Um we have two academies here, one um just south of Indianapolis and one just north. It's Indiana Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy is our south side one and it's been open a little over 20 years and then we have endurance training center endurance brazilian jiu-jitsu um which has been open i think six years now Hmm. so see one thing i'm always curious about each of my guests is like how you got into martial arts and did you train anything else before starting jiu-jitsu I mean, technically, yes. Uh, (laughs) So I got into jujitsu because my then boyfriend, now husband, um, was doing jujitsu. I did a little bit of martial arts. um, Like I did like a semester or two in college of karate, um, really just to fill the time and for the credit. um, But nothing serious for sure. Uh, Got started in jujitsu in like 99, just kind of dabbling in it, um, but didn't start getting like real serious about jiu-jitsu until probably 2012. So you started jiu-jitsu like way back when before I was even born. I was born in 99. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm old. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> your mother. <laughs> well, uh, let's uh what's it? Uh let's be uh generous. Maybe you started jiu-jitsu when you were really really young. I would nope. ask you your age, but that's a loaded question and uh, I don't want you to reach through the screen and strangle nope. me. Like I'm a jujitsu competitor, so my age and my weight are really not a secret, right? Like I'm master three, so it's pretty easy to figure out about my age. I'm 40 right now. I'm about to turn 41 in October. Uh, well, uh, that's it. Do you get many opponents at like that sort of uh, age bracket? By the way, like are there many people that show up? Well, so just in the last year, did the federation start adding um, uh, the like master two, master three for women? Um, before that, the only time I would have somebody in my age bracket would be Worlds. Um, now the smaller tournaments, like the Opens, will have the the higher masters. 
Um, but typically I end up going down to at least master one and sometimes adult just to make sure, or I'll go up to like unlimited weight just to make sure I get opponents. Mm. I say that's pretty annoying because like I see this sometimes, like at this one tournament, I see now uh, like the girl who got gold and the girl who got bronze are like super young, but Juwan who got silver, she looked like she was 50 years old. I'm like, that's a bit weird that like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, like on one hand, it, it's, it's rough, you know, like most of the, you know, training with girls 10, 20 years younger than me um, or competing against girls 10, 20 years younger than me. Um, but at the same time, like, especially when you go back to like, I started competing in like 2004 and then it was just like, whatever women showed up, it didn't matter, you know, what their age was, what their rank was. Like if you could get three women competing at a tournament, great. We're all going to, against each other. So at least now, you know, I'm more likely to have somebody around my weight or around my age. Um, so I, I try not to, uh, you know, be too upset about it. I'm just glad to get to compete, really. I would love to compete right now against anybody. So, <laughs> yeah, speaking of competitions, what's your sort of uh, first experience with competitions? Like, uh, how'd it go for you? Yeah, my first one, um, I won the Kentucky State Championship. <laughs> Um, that's like 2004. Um, so I competed a few times back then, um, and did okay. Um, and then didn't really like, I don't know, once in like 2009, but like starting in 2013 and on, I competed a lot, like, um, up until the last year or two, I probably competed more than almost anyone on our whole team. Uh, so not that I'm always good at it, but I like doing it. Mm. I think that's uh, the case of pretty much most people who do jiu-jitsu competitions. Yeah, I'm not really good at it, but I just like doing it. That's like yeah. the case nearly because, you know, not everyone could be like a world champion or anything. Now, I, I mean, technically I am a world champion, um, but <laughs> I, <have to> win. <laughs> but I, I won Nogi World in 2017, um, like about two months after I got my purple belt. Okay, uh, maybe I should have put a uh, world champion in the what's it, the intro. That would have been a, a. Are you the first world champion I had in the podcast? Oh uh, man, intense. I, I don't know. I think I might have. Like I don't know. I'll check back and like. But we'll make sure. I'll be sure to put that in the show notes in big bold letters. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chad Hardy. I don't know if he. Um, I don't know if he's competed in Worlds or not, but uh, he did, like, I've known Chad since he was literally a child, since he was, like, 13 years old, um, and he beat my husband, James, uh, a couple years ago out in Vegas, and it was the first time James has ever been armbarred in a tournament, so it's pretty fun to, like, see this kid that we watched grow up and become a black belt beat him with, be the only person to ever beat him with an armbar. Uh, see, for lack of a better term, Chad is just, well, a beast. You know, that's why he's called the beast. That's what, right. else, yeah. what else can we say? Yeah, <laughs> uh, see, guys, also, that was a great episode I did with Chad. So this is a shameless plug. Go listen to that yeah. episode as well. I <laughs> uh, see. While we're on the topic of competitions again, like, uh, would you ever prefer a rule set to compete under? Like, what's your sort of take in it? I mean, I, I, I don't really care, I guess. I don't, I mean, there's some I don't like as much but I don't really have a preferred I tend to compete more in federation tournaments than any others just because of the like it's hard to find a female purple belt you know around to compete against so I do mostly federation tournaments 
um, we run a tournament ourselves and like um, we do what we call throwback rules. So back in the beginning of time when jujitsu first started, <laughs> um, the, it, they were all no time limits, first to 15 points or submission. And so that's kind of how we run our event just for, you know, something a little different. So. Mm. Now, see, I think that's a good way to run it. Like, uh, cause like, here's my opinion. If someone scores 15 points, like, is it like, is it first to 15? Or is it like 15 zero? First to 15. So it can be 15, 14 and you win. Okay. Let's uh, yeah. see. I I I seen these tournaments one time. It was like uh they have things called technical submissions. Like say if yeah. you got twelve zero, if you got twelve points to zero points in the first yeah. few minutes, you just win straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have their problems with that. I know you're like, well, well, man, uh, it's not a big deal if you're down on points. You could still come back and submit them. But like, call me crazy. But if someone scores such a a, a big margin of points in the first few minutes of the match, they're clearly better than you in some areas like uh, I don't you know it's kind of crazy yeah I actually had a match at Nogi Pans a few years back and she um she was 12-0 on me I got up to nine points um which in the federation if you pass the guard and go to rear mount you don't get guard pass points so it would have been 12-12 had I gotten pass points but okay um but so it was 12 to 9 and I choked her with like five seconds left in the match so i guess i can see their argument i <laughs> uh, see i've been i uh, sorry i uh, see i've been on like sort of both sides of the wide margin thing i've mm-hmm. once I, I beat someone 14-0 one time like i, I whooped this dude's ass because like he couldn't escape side control or mount for the life of him but whatever. And then I got my ass fucking handed to me one time by this guy who'd been a blue belt longer than I've even been doing jiu-jitsu. And uh, he beat me 15-0. So, you know, shit happens. Yeah, yeah. Go either way. <laughs> I, you know, it is what it is. See, uh, do you have a favorite submission just in general, like just catching it in the gym or wherever? What's just your fav- all-time favorite submission? Well, all-time favorite would be a wild, wild west joke. Okay, there's just one wild, but I like there to be two, so with the song better yeah uh a wild west choke which is it comes off of a loop choke mm-hmm. that's my favorite what what's a wild wild west choke like uh i need more information like what what is it like okay so you you're familiar <laughs> with a loop choke right yeah so if i get you in a loop choke and you start to roll out basically so mm-hmm. let's picture you on your back and me more closer to like a north south position um, so I'm like belly down. Um, so I turn the loop choke, I roll with you, um, and I grab your gi almost like a little bit like a, a cross choke from behind. And then I kind of drag you. So that drag, like you're being drugged from a horse, is how it got the name. <laughs> and that's my favorite. <laughs> I sound like holy but it's jujitsu right <laughs> <laughs> well i gotta admire it on just the name alone like see personally for me my my favorite thing as of right now is uh, the peruvian necktie because oh, yeah. i know it just sounds yeah. so cool peruvian necktie it sounds really exotic <laughs> have you seen james's youtube uh it's called the peruvian dozen and he does like a dozen techniques on youtube on the peruvian necktie yeah, i've seen one of his videos i think it was like uh 
I think when they first uploaded it, they titled it Von Flu Choke or something, but oh, yeah, then they re- the, retitled it. That That's one I saw with James in it. The Von Flu is very different, like, I mean, obviously. Like, it comes off of a guillotine. Um, but, yeah, so we actually just redid um, – we're remastering the Von Flu, and he added a few things to it. And then we're doing uh, the Peruvian Dozen 2.5. And so there's, like, 30-some techniques. And we do – with the Peruvian Dozen, he adds, like – the Japanese necktie and the caveman necktie and the Texan necktie and like just all these different neckties to it. So, so those will be out soon. Uh, well, I can't wait to see that because uh, I think people are kind of getting sick of my me Peruvian necktie them like tonight. <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous tonight. I was in training and like you're we doing like guillotines from front headlock and then we were doing like uh, specifics from there. And I was like, well, fuck the guillotine. I just hopped up and kept Peruvian neckties, everyone. <laughs> and then, uh, then my coach was looking at me, giving me the, you know, the nod. It was a good job. It's like, oh yeah, try this grip while you're doing it. Then I tried that grip, and I was fucking killing more people with it. I'm like, someone, someone has got to put a stop to this or something. This is fucking ridiculous. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, oh sorry. Uh, what was your first for- sort of seminar you attended in uh, jiu-jitsu? And do you remember what was taught at it? Oh man. I mean, outside of James, we're going outside of James because James teaches a ton of seminars and I'm at all of them. Um, outside of him, I don't know. I'm really not sure. I attend a lot of seminars. Uh, I think last year I attended like 37 seminars or something insane. <laughs> well, is there anyone that just, uh, what, what's this just go with your favorite seminar? That wasn't taught by James. Yeah, okay, favorite. Um, Well, I love Michelle Nicolini. Um, I've had her out twice for a couple of my women's camps. Um, My friend Rachel Casillas, I always love to learn from her. She's a a bulldog. She's a lot of fun to to work with. Um, Emily Kwok, she was great. I've gotten to learn from a lot of amazing people. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> those are those are my three that i that stand out right away mm. see uh you're well aware of my favorite uh seminar it's a uh, christian woodmancy i love christian i love christian i've been to a lot of his seminars too and um like if you know if we're saying aside from james instructional wise christian's instructionals are my favorite um i've gotten a lot especially from like his 50 50 instructional that's one of my favorites Mm. see i recently got i got a zoma plata one there back in march and i actually made this meme about it like from a screenshot because james was the dummy in that in that me i love that meme he's just looking off into the distance and christian's there looking all enthusiastic it's just it was a great great meme potential what, what was i supposed to do right exactly we started calling james the james because of that meme and that like he needs like powered up on occasion so <laughs> the james like a robot you gotta power him back up <laughs> oh my god that's, that's fucking priceless <laughs> see yeah speaking of seminars see um have you ever have you ever gone to one and you've just uh integrated a move that was taught from something just so well it's become like a mainstay in your game um <laughs> It's so hard to not just like go to James instantly. I mean, that's definitely where the Wild West came from, was from a seminar. And then also the overhook. I use the overhook stuff a lot. Um, And part of that is just that, you know, I've been to like James has taught the overhook seminar like, you know, several times and I get to be at them. The Von Flew, same thing with that. Like I 
no one will guillotine me in the school because I Alban flew them. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of overhooks, the guest, my guest I had on yesterday, Bill Hotter, he had, a, I had a seminar with him last year, and he was teaching overhooks and stuff. It was, mm-hmm. as you know, Bill Hotter, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a. That was a. I love that guy. He's a great dude. Shameless plug again. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm all about them shameless plugs. What am I yeah, supposed to I mean, do? And you want people to go back and listen to previous episodes in case this is their first one. <laughs> yeah. You know. I say, uh, what would you say is the first technique for like beginners that you you'd like to instill in them? What you say is like a really good one. You at your gym, do you just try uh teach them day one? Yeah. So we do a private lesson with everybody before they start. Um, the, the dude's private lesson is more of like you go and you get in a street fight basically. So we teach like a valley drop, like a clinch, a valley drop. Um, and then you land in mount. So we do a Americana straight arm bar and then like they roll to their stomach and we do a rear naked choke. So that's what we teach the dudes day one. Um, the women day one, um, I do a different intro with them because I assume most of them are not coming in because they think they're going to get in a fight in the parking lot, but more that they could be sexually assaulted in the parking lot. So um, we start in guard instead. Um, and I teach them a Kimura, a guillotine, and a sit-up sweep. Hmm. Uh, see, call me crazy, but I think if more of these perverts got Kimuras, there'd be a lot less fucking uh, bullshit going on. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, that seems like that seems like a really good solution. Like, uh, oh, yeah, this pervert tried some bullshit and he got his fucking shoulder snapped. Right. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you know, that seems like that's a good solution to me. So, yeah. Uh, well, what's your sort of coaching style? What would you emphasize primarily would it be drilling, rolling or specific sparring? Hmm. I try like in a normal class, I try to integrate all of that. So I, you know, we do a little warm up. We do some grip fighting. Um, I'll teach a couple techniques. Um, we often do some situational drilling or sparring from that. And then I always try and make sure we get in a couple rounds. So I like a good variety, um, just to make sure that they're doing things live and they're trying to implement that into their live rolling. Hmm. So, yeah. This, this question here, this always trips people up. They're like, oh, mm, uh, they're like pontificating this for ages. So, so yeah. What would you say is the most important value you've tried to instill in your gym environment? Um, ooh, that's good. I would say probably just like the team aspect, um, just the community. I think that that's the most important part. Like that's the community is why most people continue showing up. Um, it's what gets people through hard times. Um, it's often what makes us show up to competitions together, you know, like, Everyone's training hard for a competition, so I want to be a part of that. So I think really the most important part is the community. Mm. You know, see, lots of people forget jiu-jitsu is like kind of a team sport. See, yeah. tech, you, you are just doing your own thing, really. It's all, you know, based on what you can do. But you need your teammates and stuff to train with, otherwise you won't improve. And, you, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you have to show up for each other. Like, and you can't expect people to show up for you and help you train if you're not there to show up for them and help them train. Mm, exactly. See, you know, see, one of the things, like, see, uh, we have a little group, tra- like, see, we're training again, even though, like, the corona shit is still happening. We're still, we're still training now. We started again there, like, a month ago, but we're in, we're in groups and pods, groups of, like, 10 or 12 people. 
and say we have a little group chat and see you know we we tell each other beforehand oh yeah it's gi today or no gi today or oh guys i can't come today or uh you know like we give yeah. each other sh- we give each other shit sometimes like not like mean spirit or anything but like playful ah oh, dude fucking come train you know yeah. i think i think it makes you accountable to your training partners because you know like well man I don't want to let anyone down. I want to get better and I want to help everyone else get better. So I'll fucking go train tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And even just, you know, like, like you said, like if somebody doesn't show up, then you can be like, Hey man, where were you today? Like, I thought you were coming in. Is everything okay? Like it gives you that opportunity to check in with them too. (laughs) I see. uh, Before the Corona thing, like I was practically at the gym uh, five to six days a week. And if I missed a day, like people would say to me, dude, what the fuck happened, man? Did you die? We thought you died or some shit. <laughs> uh, that's always fun when people think the only reason you miss jujitsu is because you're fucking dead. <laughs> I can understand that. That's <laughs> Okay, uh, so guys, we reached a segment of the podcast I like to call Around the Specifics. It's just a bunch of random questions, some about jujitsu, some aren't about jujitsu. So AJ, do you want to do Around the Specifics? Yeah, sure, let's do it. Awesome. See, what would you say is your favorite gi in your collection if you have one? Oh, okay. So I'm a Fuji girl, 100%. I own all Fuji gis, only Fuji gis. Um, my favorite is probably my Black Sakai. It's a 2.0. Hmm. See, uh, I've never really big been big into Fuji. See, uh, I'll tell you all a really funny story. See, uh, a few months ago, I think it was um, early this year, it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and uh, all these uh, gi companies and stuff were selling pink belts for, like, uh, supporting the cause. I'm like, okay, I'll buy a pink belt. And uh, I saw Fuji was selling one. You know, I, I put in, like, see, we've spare belts for people who forget their belts, and I thought it'd be funny if I showed up to the gym, like, oh, man, uh, if you forget your belt, you have to wear a fucking pink belt. You know, be a bit embarrassing, you know, just a bit of playful humor. And then, like, uh, I goes to buy it, it was like uh, 20 bucks, I think. But the postage to Ireland was like extortionately high. I'm like, yeah. I'm not paying. Like it was $60, I think, for postage for a 20-year item. I'm like, I'm not paying like $80 for a fucking joke. Like, yeah. I, I, I like having, I, lo- I love comedy. And love, I love having, yeah. you know, love, love, love having the fun and the crack. But like, you know, uh, I'm not really going to spend $80 on, on for the sake of a joke, unless it's like a prank, you know, like, no thanks. Yeah, I bet that's tough. Like, I bet a lot of things are, you know, if, if it comes from the U.S., it's, you know, a lot of extra <laughs> for shipping and everything. Oh, see, I got these custom, I got this custom rash guard made of my, like, meme account logo. It's a humanity jitsu one. It's white, has blue sleeves, has my logo on it. It looks so nice. It took, like, 109 days to get here because it was coming from the usa plus i i ordered it just as the corona stuff was kicking off so that was that was fun that was really fun (laughs) (laughs) okay i'll say who would you say is the most famous person you've rolled with probably michelle nicolini Mm. i'll say what was your favorite tv show when you were growing up Mm, goodness i don't know I don't recall watching a ton of TV growing up. Yeah, I'm. I have no idea. How growing up were you talking about? Like in my teens and my, like when I was a kid, kid. I don't know. I don't know. I guess when you were a kid, kid. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know if I have an answer. Okay, if we're going kid, kid, maybe like Thundercats. Okay, that was a good one. So yeah, 
You see, they have like a, a new Thundercats show on and like uh, it looks oh. so bad. I don't know if you've seen this, but oh, my God, this show looks so bad. Also, probably like He-Man and She-Ra. I was big fans of them, too. Mm. I never seen He-Man. I never really saw the appeal. I'm like, OK, it's it's a guy with a, it's a, guy with a sword. Yeah. So, yeah, what would, uh, sorry, what would you say is your most embarrassing injury you've ever had, whether it be a jiu-jitsu injury or a non-jiu-jitsu injury? Just the way you got injured was just so fucking ridiculous. Yep, I definitely have a story for that. Um, I dislocated my shoulder uh, doing yoga. So just like watching yoga at home, it was a week away from Master Worlds. And uh, dislocated my own shoulder. Didn't know I dislocated it. Just knew that it hurt so bad. And so I was like, I'm going to, my shoulder hurts. I'm going to take a nap, try and like sleep it off. <laughs> and so then I woke up and I was like, yeah, it hurts a lot still. So I went to the doctor. So it was like six hours later, I go to the doctor and I was like, I don't know what's wrong, but I can't touch my face. I can't raise my arm. And he like relocated it, put it back in socket. And I just instantly burst into tears and so I still competed at Worlds the next week, but, you know, it went really poorly because I couldn't use my arm. So. I say, I, please tell me you didn't get Kimura'd at the tournament. I absolutely got Kimura'd, but on the other arm. <laughs> oh, thank, thank, thank fuck for that. Yeah, it was, it was really bad. And then, so I spent about six weeks after Worlds um, just rolling with one arm. Like, I would just hold on to my gi with my dislocated arm and... Uh, and just roll with one arm. So I guess it probably made me a little bit better at jujitsu in some ways. Cause I had to do it with only three limbs, but um, yeah, it was a really embarrassing thing to do. I was feeling great going into worlds that year and dislocated my own shoulder. God damn. See, like here I thought, see, sometimes in warmups we do at our gym, we do like um, guard passing drills with either no, ha- no hand passing, one hand passing, or, you know, the person defending can only use one hand or no hands dependent and i thought that was difficult and but imagine having to just properly roll and train with just one arm like that's fucked up yeah it wasn't easy and then like uh like during one of the rolls i I tapped a girl a couple times you know i only have one arm and so afterwards she was like are you mad at me like (laughs) and i was like no i'm just you know like i'm still just trying to get submissions even though i only have one arm it's not personal (laughs) (laughs) oh see some one time we were doing that sort of guard passing thing i mentioned and uh this girl from uh she was she was from another gym she was like uh she came to visit us and I was, I was, uh, drilling with her, you know, cause I like meeting, I like meeting new people, you know, seeing, you know, visitors and stuff. I'm friendly and stuff. So like, uh, I go with her. It was, it was a proper, uh, guard passing and sweeping, like person who's passing can only use one arm and a person who's sweet. No, it was no arms. This is no arms actually. Yeah. Uh, the person like passing couldn't use any arms. The person who was defending couldn't use any arms. So I like pull her into my half guard, but I can't sweep cause I have no arms. Yeah. And somehow I managed to sweep her and I would have no a half guard sweep with no arms. And I was just like, yeah, I fucking swept you with no arms. <laughs> like it was it was playful, like sort of banter and stuff. I wasn't trying to be a dick, but oh, my God, that was fucking <laughs> funny. <laughs> but like, wouldn't you kind of be a bit proud if you swept someone with no arms? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, uh, if you could ban one guard or position from competition, what would it be and why? Ban one. Dang. 
Oh, I got it. I would ban closed guard. Okay, and there was a why. Uh, the reason why is because there are a lot of people that um, in competition will pull guard, close it up, kind of pretend to try and uh, cross-collar choke you and get an advantage and then just live in close guard for the remainder of the match and win on that advantage. So I would ban close guard. Hmm. See, uh, one of my guests put this really good. So, you know, since if you double pull, you get like 20 seconds to work and stuff. That's sort yeah. of, I think that's how it works. I think you should only be allowed to stall in close guard for like 30 seconds and then like, you know, open up and play spider guard or something. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Like just anything to not just live in closed guard. Hate it. Or I mean, least... I should be better at opening closed guard, but, you know, mm. sometimes you just die in someone's thighs. <laughs> Uh, you know, or at least be more strict with penalties and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, just a way of it sometimes. Do you have any nicknames inside the gym? I don't think so. <laughs> not, not, like, I guess, um, I mean, probably a couple of the girls call me mom. Maybe, a, yeah, I would say that or just, I mean, I, you know, coach is normal. So I don't, I'm sure I don't have any nicknames that they would tell me about. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, do you have any do you have favorite song to roll to inside the gym? Ooh, um, well, I have a playlist for everything, um, it, like any type of situation you can ask for. In fact, I have an entire playlist um, with different like Wild West songs on them. So, um, like anyone knows that like if if that playlist comes on, that like that's the submission I'm gonna go for the whole day. <laughs> um. Uh, but, you know, so no, not not like one specific song. It just is whatever kind of mood we're in that day. <laughs> I'd say it's a fun time uh, training your gym with just the funky tunes. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Today, and I have 86 playlists on Spotify. Uh, see, I'm very picky with my uh, Spotify playlists. Like, I try and... Um... See, I, I spend like, I wake up and like, the, whenever I can't sleep, I just spend ages like creating the perfect Spotify playlist. And uh, I know I spend an inordinate amount of time doing that instead of trying to get to sleep like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a lot of playlists and for any occasion you need. <laughs> <laughs> well, could you send me a playlist for trying to get to sleep? Sure. Yeah, I've got a great one. <laughs> oh, okay i okay that'd be cool i uh, see um if you could time travel to any historical period where would you go and why yeah, time travel mm, i don't i don't really know i i know that i probably should have put thought into when i would go back to time travel but and especially like a historical period i don't know um I could probably choose a personal period, but I don't know if I could choose a historical. Mm. Oh, well, ah, that's that's fair enough. Don't worry about it. Like, some people are <laughs> just like, let's go to the future or something. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of a, like, live in the moment kind of girl. So, um, you know, I, I don't know that I'd really want to go back and experience. I mean, it, you know, like, maybe cool to kind of witness some things, but I'd rather just be kind of like the fly on the wall and not actually see that expression always confused me oh if i could be a flying wall in this situation like 
Well, no, I wouldn't want to be a fly in the wall. I'd like to be a human in the room because um, <laughs> I know I don't I don't I don't I don't want to get squished by a, like a boot or something. Like go out of that. Right, no, but a human is going to be distracted. Like the human, you know, is in the room. The fly can just kind of blend in and like just observe and not not change anything. Well, why don't you just be an invisible human in the room and just be very quiet? That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, being a fly in the wall is pretty creepy as well. Like, you're suddenly a fl- Like, what is this, Jeff Goldblum's movie to fly? I'm like, no thanks, that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, do you have a favorite philosophical quote? My gosh, these are intense questions. Um, I don't uh, know. I guess just in general, like, a favorite quote... Um, I really like, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Um, That's probably one that I try and kind of live by a little bit, and that people don't do things against you. They do things for themselves. Um, Yeah. Hmm. No, that makes sense. sense. Oh, sorry. See, uh, my my sort of favorite quote is one that I've coined myself just to give a bit of uh, to show how humble I am. It's uh, don't start <laughs> don't start a leg fight you can't leg win. <laughs> That's it. Oh, we got it. Oh, so this is. Oh yeah, okay. I can't even read my own fucking writing sometimes. See, what would you what would you say is the worst movie you've ever seen in your entire life? Oh, Haywire, definitely. What's the deal? What's the deal with Haywire? Have you have you seen it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I kind of remember the logo. It looks like all grimy and stuff, but I've never seen the movie. It was uh, Gina Carano was in it, and I mean, like so many people, like Channing Tatum and um, uh, Antonio Banderas or something. I mean, there were like so many people in it, and it was so insanely bad the only thing i can say good about it is like when she was doing things like running forever you're like she could probably really run forever because she's gina carano but the movie in general was so bad that like when the credits started rolling i just died laughing i was like that was awful and we realized one of the reasons it was so bad is because it did not have a score wait what there was like no music or anything in the background Man, how how lazy could you be with a movie that you don't give it any music in the background? Apparently they spent all their budget on the people, but it was it was awful. Could could they not use some royalty free music just to fill up the silence? Something. something. I'm sure they could have gotten like a struggling new coming music guy to do something. Like it was awful. Like, you mean to tell me that not one of those movie executives or directors or producers had one of their, their shitty nephews in the garage bands? You couldn't just throw them, like, a hundred bucks to make a shitty score for the weekend? Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. It was bad. Oh, God. So, yeah. Let's see. We got a bit of a moral conundrum here, if you're up for it. Ooh, okay. Uh, See, so, uh, would you rather cure cancer or solve world hunger? Ooh. Um, I'm gonna go solve world hunger. Mm. Ah, see, I it's, get you. Like it's tough because I know a lot of people that have had cancer. I lost a lot of people to cancer. Um, but I also like my little sister had stage four breast cancer and is completely healthy now. So it's possible to, you know, it is possible to come back from that. Um, so I guess I would go with hunger. Mm. 
And who knows? I always say this whenever someone p- picks hunger. I might sound like a broken record by now, but it's like uh, maybe one of the hunger kids will grow up to cure cancer. So that's yeah. a two for one, two for one, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, uh, here's another one. If you became president of Earth, what's the first sort of law you'd enact? Oh, president of Earth. Um, hmm. I don't know. It would have to be something. Oh, man. There's so many things that are wrong with various places in the world. It would have to be something um, that would make people more equal. However, like all the things, however that law would look, um, but that it, it doesn't matter gender or religion or anything, but we would all have equal rights. Mm. I get you. That's a pretty good one. See, um, what would you say is your uh, jiu-jitsu spirit animal if you have one? Probably a snake. (laughs) I tend to be a little more um, like an anaconda or something that's just going to like crush you to death. Hmm. See, I'm going to propose a terrible pun name here for you if you're up for it. How about (laughs) the the AJ-conda? The AJ-conda, Okay. Uh, and you you have to call the, your anaconda choke that the AJ Conda. Okay, all right. When I do an instructional on it, that's what I'll call it. <laughs> well, you'll have to compete with the Andrew Conda, but you know, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so AJ, we've reached the last question on this round of specifics. Are you ready for the last question? Ooh. And I I used to have a drum roll. I used to just either I just bang on the table or I'd slap the toolbox with screwdrivers, but I don't have a soundboard and I'm not making that terrible uh, drum roll ever again. So uh, <laughs> we'll just <laughs> <Sure>. appreciates it. <laughs> okay. For all times. One sec. I'll just grab a, okay. Just give me a sec. I'm going to grab a okay. screwdriver. One sec. Okay. Okay. Everyone, since I haven't done this in about 20 episodes for all time's sake, I'm going to do the drum roll. One sec here. That was a terrible drum roll. That's why I stopped doing it. <laughs> I was going to ask if you played drums before. <laughs> uh, no, I never did. <laughs> okay, so we're finally on to the last question after all this ad-libbing. What would you say is the most important lesson you've learned in all your years of training jiu-jitsu? Hmm. Uh, I'm not always good at obeying this lesson but I would say one of the most important lessons I learned is um to take care of my body to take care of injuries um I'm definitely not always good at it but to you know live to train another day so you know take care of the things that hurt and don't do too much on them it's a lesson I continue to learn daily No, that's a pretty good one. Right, so, guys, we've reached the end of the podcast. If you want to follow AJ on any social medias or anything, also check out her own podcast. We probably should have mentioned that a bit more, but and I just blanked on me for a sec. Uh, it's Beauty in the... I can't remember. I, this always blanks me if it's Beauty and the Gi or Beauty in the Gi. It's, I keep fucking forgetting. Beauty in the Gi would have been good, but it is Beauty and the Gi. Yeah. Okay. See, I, I just have it like in my podcast section on my phone. I don't even look at the title. I just look for the thumbnail. I'm like, okay, that's so <laughs> I, I just I forget one of them. It's at Beauty and the Gee Podcast. 
on uh, Instagram and at AJ Klingerman. I'll have all the stuff. If there are any underscores or anything, it'll be in the show notes. So you can just go crazy on that. So guys, sorry, so AJ, is there anything you want to say before we shoot off? No, just thanks for having me. And uh, this is fun. okay so guys thanks for listening hope you enjoyed if you're finding value in our episodes consider uh, supporting us on patreon at patreon.com forward slash humanity jitsu it'll be linked in the show notes whatever if you're thinking about it and follow us at humanity jitsu podcast on instagram thanks for listening guys goodbye